All right, All right primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite set. I am devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? All right, welcome. Welcome back, actually. After a long, long hiatus, uh, this is Shiver, a horror movie podcast. And um, I, I feel weird not doing the whole uh, argue, discuss, and uh, <laughs> that whole bit. Uh, but but with me, um, as usual, is Neri. Hello. And uh, first time on this podcast, but uh, but we'll be here for uh for hopefully quite some time That's is, the plan. yeah is our friend daniel debona what up y'all from from the magical land of alabama yes yes yeah that's that, that that's what we call it it's magical yeah is that did they change the meaning of magical <laughs> <laughs> is mag, did they did they do a, did they do a trade did the webster's dictionary do a trade with racist and magical is that what it is now? Uh, it is it is majestic <laughs> the, the the majestic foliage of alabama you know what yes. I had they, we call, they call that kudzu it's called kudzu i, I gotta uh, i had a good time when i went to alabama sure i uh, I, I don't know what was said behind my back but still my point is right my face it was fine <laughs> so um this is uh this is a a, a a long time coming we uh we did some 25 episodes of shiver uh starting back in 2017 and uh hopefully most of those will be made available to you soon and so for the first time since I, I believe 2019, uh, we are going to start viewing horror movies again, and uh, so this this is something that is near and dear to my heart. Going back to the very first horror movie I learned to love, uh, which is Night of the Living Dead, and um, I, I I know that it's near and dear to, to Daniel's heart, and uh, and it is something that uh, Nary keeps at a distance. Was that your first horror movie? Uh, I don't know if it was the first horror movie I watched, but I know that it's the first horror movie that I loved where I thought, you know what? That was awesome. That was really cool. And, uh, and it, it, it affected me. It did something to me. The do you remember your first horror movie that you watched? Uh, I do not. I remember one of the first movies I watched that scared the shit out of me was, uh, legend. With uh, uh. The Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. As far as my first actual horror movie, I don't know if I remember what it was or not. I remember uh, It, like the, the Tim Curry version of It, pretty young. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the balloon in the bathroom sequence probably traumatized me a, a good amount back then. Yeah. Uh, I think mine was uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, <laughs> that was the first 
horror movie that I was like, this is scary. Uh, no, no, I I made the joke. Uh, I did this a true story when the first time I ever went to the movie theater. I know what movie I saw the first time I ever went to the movie theater, uh, and it was Rambo three. And uh, halfway through, the, my brothers wanted to go see A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I believe it was a Dream Child. I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I went to go see. Um, Rambo three and they're like okay and they left me alone. However old I was, I was like six years old, maybe five years old. You could do the math. I was born in eighty one and whatever <laughs> the year Rambo three came out. That's how old I was. And I was I I got through halfway through the movie, enjoyed the fuck out of it, and then I realized it hit me. Oh shit, I'm alone. There's nobody I know around me. So I started crying. And then the usher came and the usher was like, "Uh, where are your parents?" And like, oh, my brothers are in Freddie. So then I saw the second half of fucking Freddy. And that was my first time at the movies, and that was my first horror movie. I, I yeah. could distinct that clearly, clearly. I uh, I remember I remember my parents taking me to see Ghostbusters two in theaters and um, being absolutely horrified um, by Vigo and uh, like trying to crawl behind my mom, like when the face started popping out of the painting. That yeah sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> I um, my ni- neither of my parents were really into horror movies. Um, this is something that my sister and I kind of discovered on our own um, because we'd we'd go to to Blockbuster, and uh, I, in my opinion, horror movies and action movies have the best uh, like cover art for uh, for VHS tapes. Oh yeah, without it, a doubt. It was just you know uh, they immediately drew you in, and I, I remember being absolutely obsessed with Freddy Krueger, without knowing who he was, without having seen a Nightmare on Elm Street, and o- already being terrified. Uh, same with Pinhead. I didn't watch Hellraiser until I was in high school, uh, and I was absolutely terrified of Pinhead. And and so that was one of those things where I was I was drawn to it because I liked that um, I liked how being scared made me feel. Um, you know th- those those butterflies you get in your stomach. Some people really don't like it, and some people really do. And uh, and it it it's it's a good tingling sensation for me. Uh, w- William Castle would be uh, w- would be very happy. With uh, you know the the tingler, right? Um, to throw back to to some fifties horror there. So um, now that we've kind of introduced ourselves and you know covered some of our, our our horror background, let's move on to the movie Fear Street, right? Or movies, right? Because trilogy. So um, I guess first things first, right? Um, did you like it? Did you like the trilogy? Let's let let's start with Neri. Uh yeah, man, I dug it. I dug the fuck out of this ser- out of this trilogy. I think um, each movie got better than the previous. Uh, I I dug mm-hmm. the fuck out of this. I was, I granted, I watched it in the daytime with sunlight, with the fucking windows uh, <laughs> open, with the blinds open, no darkness anywhere. That is your mo. Yeah, that's yeah, your that's mo. But uh, it was leg- I legitimately enjoyed the movie so much so that my wife came out during the last like five minutes of the third one today and I, that I watched today and she was like, Oh, what is this? And I explained to her what it was. And she already knew cause she had, I think, I don't know if she read the books, but she was at least new of the books. Uh, 
And um, so I was like, oh, he, he was a you know R.L. Stein, the goosebumps, and then she like, yeah, she was like, yeah, I fucking, I, she, my wife actually reads for fun, and she's like, yeah, yeah, fucking, okay, caveman, nice of you to join the rest of the fucking society. Uh, and I was like, and then she asked me, she goes, did you like? It? I go, this movie is fucking great. Like I was like, yeah, these are great. She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She she didn't expect me to say that because you know they're horror movies. Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed the fuck out of these movies. Yeah, it's um. What's surprising to me is how well this this works. Uh, this isn't really a format that we've seen before in horror. Like the the predetermined trilogy, you know. Um, typically, the way these these things work is it's like, hey, did it make money? Hey, let's make another one, you know. And then and then it gets fast tracked, and you know, there's no script, there's no director. It's just like, hey, uh, th- that guy was just filming some hardcore porn. Let's have him. You know, uh, work with you know blood instead of semen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's very few predetermined uh, trilogies and movies in general, not just in the horror uh, genre, but there's a few that uh, like I'm um, just Lord of the Rings uh, was done uh, predetermined. Uh, the Hobbit, but that's that was a money grab. Uh, and then uh, I want to say uh, Back to the Features two and three were filmed at the same time they were filmed so they, cause they were yeah. released. Well, I, I don't, I don't mean necessarily uh, that they were like filmed back to back Cause you know um, you're right. When back to the future was made, you know, there, there were no designs to do a back to the future two or three. That was just a great cliffhanger for, yeah, for the end of the movie. Two, but they did part two and three together. So like that right. was kind of, but Lord of the Rings, they predetermined that. But I'm saying when you said, mm-hmm. Oh, horror movies, and you're right. That's not the the mo for horror movies to be made. But that's not really the mo for movies in general, dude. Man, you usually you don't make a trilogy off the bat. You usually don't start off with the trilogy. Well, but know. you 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 do sometimes have like an overarching story in mind. Something like Star Wars, um, something um, like Indiana Jones. You know, the 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 idea was always to make three movies i know that they're they're on five now uh but everyone still thinks of you know those first three as as the trilogy you know so um these these things happen in um you know particularly in in action and science fiction and stuff like that fantasy Zack snyder had envisioned the trilogy and then you know right right you know if if you're lucky enough you you get to make everything in the trilogy but i i think in horror that that doesn't really happen I think this is the one. I think this is the way to do it because Netflix has so much money. Yeah, that they're the ones because normal movie studios are worried about opening day and ticket sales and and we. It's easy to say like, oh, it's a cash grab, and it is. However, there's got to be some like cash is under. It's understandable. It's a business. Yeah. Like if part one doesn't make any money, why would I fucking sink more millions into making a part two? It doesn't like no matter how good the story may or may not be. If nobody fucking paid to watch part one, if I'm losing millions on part one, why would I as a business, as any as a studio sink millions more to make a part two? With that said, I think Netflix is one of those like they're going to fucking watch it. What what else are they going to do? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, when, <laughs> give me a break we know you're um right. when you when you see that little n next to uh, a show you you kind of know that you're getting something of of a certain caliber 
with, with uh, at the very least there's going to be like good production values uh there's going to be decent special effects uh even if it's not going to be your cup of tea um what netflix puts out tends to be stuff that's pretty good so it's it's kind of like that that old um uh, on on the original Nintendo, right? The the, the Nintendo seal of quality, right? Uh, you knew that you were getting something that would pass muster, right? You looked at that as a child. You looked at that fucking seal. No, they all had it. They all had it. Yeah, but that shit meant nothing. Like when you, no, you it, like, it meant, as it a meant kid, absolutely that shit, nothing. Huh? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. As a kid, I did. I was like, oh, Nintendo says this is good. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but they put that shit on uh, Maniac yeah. Mansion. So. Yeah, they put it on fucking hamburger <laughs> time. Trust <laughs> you, I don't believe this shit at all. <laughs> um. Uh, Debona, what'd you think? Uh, I, I liked it a lot. I watched it over uh, three nights, so um, it was it was tempting to binge them and watch them all just at one time. But I wanted to give each one kind of time to digest and and think it over. Um, I uh, there there were a lot of little things that 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 I loved. There were there was the occasional thing that kind of irked me, but I mean, all in all, yeah, I thought it was really well done. I definitely agree with the fact that I think that as the I don't know if it was necessarily that the that the movies got better or it was just that once you were. Th- each movie did more to make you further engrossed in the story as I'm sure we'll get to talk to. So it, I, I, I think that each one got better as they went, but I can't put my finger on whether or not it's the fact that the actual movie was better or just that every time the mythology of um, shady side got deeper, I was just more into it. <laughs> I like the fact that the bonus, like, yeah, they got better as they went along, but I don't know if that's because the story was better, which makes a better movie, or if it's because <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking reason why. I mean, but, but, but I mean, it's but I mean, I, I'm, it's not it's not necessarily saying that two is better than one, like as a standalone movie, or that three is better than two as a standalone movie. It's that the progression of them and learning more and more made the overarching. It was just each one felt more complete. That would be interesting. I would be interested to see if these movies hold up individually out of order. Right. And that that's what that I'm saying. Like if, if you watch them out I, of order, would would you still say, oh, well, three was better than one or whatever? I, or is I it just that you were so engrossed editing, by then? I think with some editing, um, I think you can watch them out of order. Um, you know, obviously the 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 overarching story of 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 Dina and um, uh, trying to put all of Seraphir back together, right? Um, and of course, uh, we didn't say this at the beginning, but spoiler alert! All right, you're watching a, a review on a trilogy. If you, if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck are you doing? Go watch it and then come back here. Right? We'll be here. <laughs> um, I can just imagine somebody being like, "Well, let's hear what they have to say first, and then I'll." <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I, I'll decide whether I want to watch this or not. No, I, you know I what? Hear what you have. There to are say. people. There are people that do that kind of crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. Jeff is one of those guys. You read reviews before the fucking movie. I'm like. What? I- I had a buddy that I had to stop going to movies with because we would go even we would go on opening night, but he would read all that, you know, yeah. the stuff that came out right before. And then we'd leave the theaters and he'd start saying a bunch of stuff. Then I'd start seeing the exact stuff he said, like pop up once I wasn't avoiding anything with spoilers anymore. And I was like, this dude just predetermines whether or not he's going to like a movie based on what the Internet tells him. I had I had to oh, stop watching movies, movies with, with him. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. That's literally what Jeff does. He he sends us reviews like, oh, this week. I'm like, 
Oh uh, yeah, like he was like, check it out. Suicide Squad's 100 percent fresh. I was like, dude, it's not out yet. Yeah. I, don't- well, I, I, I don't mind sending the 100 percent fresh. I don't mind sending the Rotten Tomato scores. I don't like sending actual reviews because reviews, even if they're not spoiler, they'll tell you anything about the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, so 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 it's but yeah, so it would be an interesting kind of project to just have somebody just watch like 1666 like just just watch this what do you think about this um and then just you know you kind of you start it and then you end it you know right you know like when she kind of when she comes back to because the end of that one is then part one part two or whatever and so um it would be that would be interesting because like i said i do believe that watching them consecutively like this and one of the reasons that they dropped them so close together is because it was all just one it was it was essentially one big movie told in three parts um i the the original uh the original release uh plan was they had always planned on filming these back to back uh and interestingly um i guess logically but interestingly one in three were filmed first and then two was the last one filmed make uh, that that makes sense based on casting i mean right i mean i guess a lot of people from two are also in three but like there's not a lot of people from one in two so if you need all those people from one to make three you do those right away and then you get and then you do two then three and then those people go back and make that one I, i think those those bookends for part two were probably filmed like probably towards the tail end of uh you know the the production of the first three or the the those first two one and three uh, from what I've learned from listening to people who make movies talk, because I've never made a movie, but what I've l- learned is that very seldomly, and apparently it's very seldomly. It's like not it, ne- some people like Charlie Sheen says it's never ha- it never happens where they film a movie in sequence in order. Yeah, it's ne- nothing's ever filmed in order. So the fact that all those two bookends, those two bookends were filmed like the like oh they're gonna oh this scene yeah. is gonna be the end of the movie. Um, the first scene that they filmed in Titanic was the scene, the the sex scene where they where he drew her in the fucking in the when he painted her or drew her or whatever. That was the first scene that they shot in the, of Titanic, and that, that that's like an hour and a half in. No, uh, which means that they were like, "Hey, well, I don't know if y'all have heard, but Kate Winslet's going to pull her titties out for this movie. So let's just go ahead and get <laughs> well, that out of the that's way because that's what we're all here for." James Cameron said that that he did that on purpose to get them to uh, bond quicker, so that it could be like, "Well, you have to put, you know what I mean? You have to, you're going to be naked in front of him. There's going to be some intimacy." He tried to put. I'm like, "You're just a perv," and I'm off. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's like, like, uh, so you're going to show your titties? Let's go ahead and film that one. Let's uh, let's get that done. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fucked James up James Cameron has spoken. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be fucked up if you never put that scene in the movie? Like he made them film the, that was the first scene that they filmed. Was like, hey, what was the painting scene? He's like, oh yeah, I got cut. It got cut. Uh, it's just it's, it's yeah. a ball. It's, it's in my DVD. Yeah. It's in my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Dirtbag. Um, I I really liked it. Um, I I do think that um, objectively each one got better. Um, uh, although I think that my personal favorite is the is the second one um i i I think objectively the the third one is is a better movie it moves the story forward much more than the first two do uh even though the uh, the the story like you said to bonus is constantly moving forward um but it's just moving backwards right it's it's, moonwalked yeah it's uh it's it's uh, narratively it's um it's a 
it's really great. It's really great. Um, I, I think that this, this format works. I really hope that sort of, um, I guess what you would think of in literature as like long form storytelling is something that other film studios might, might want to consider. Um, I know for example, with, uh, with the newest Halloween movie that was released in 2018. Um, that was great. Uh, right. Which, which I thought, I thought was fantastic. Um, it was released with, uh, the intention that if it did well enough, they already had the next two movies lined up and they knew what it was going to be. And they were going to be filmed back to back. All they needed was for the movie to do well enough for them to get there. And, and thankfully it did. It, it made for, for a horror movie, uh, bank, you know, right. So, so I, I kind of hope that this becomes the new norm. Uh, you know, not that everything needs to have a trilogy. Uh, you know, sometimes a one and done is, is what you need. You know, some, some of our favorite horror movies are just, you know, it's just the one thing and that's it. You know, uh, the Prowler comes to mind, you know? Oh yeah. I, just watch, just watch I, um, I absolutely love the Prowler and I don't need a sequel. Not, not that we can have one either, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a 40 year old movie. If you haven't seen it, you know, sorry. So, um, so that's, that's the trilogy as a whole. So what, what about like the, the individual movies? Um, is there anything in particular about, um, you guys want to go in chronological order? We should probably go in chronological yeah, sure. order. Right. So, um, is there anything with, with chronological ah, wow. release? Let, let's go. Let's go release order. Let's go okay. release order. Um, is there anything about the first movie in particular that kind of stands out and you're like, Oh, that was so good. Or uh, that was not so good. I I would say uh, the, the deaths were really fucking impressive to me. Um, at more so the last uh, group of deaths, uh, because it yeah. starts off with just a regular mall murder. Uh, and I gotta be honest with you, I was a little bit, um, they did this on purpose. They did it to make, to trick you into this thing where it's going to be, this is the kind of movie it's going to be with the jump scares and the blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, th this has been done a billion times. There's nothing, uh, whatever, like the, the whole thing in the mall. And, uh, and, uh, but at the end, the last, uh, you know, the supermarket scene, those deaths were fucking um, like, oh my God. Yeah. Good, dude. Uh, it's oh, it's so it's so rare, I think, to to find a movie in the slasher subgenre that still manages to make you go, oh, yeah. right. Um, and and this one did. Yeah, the, the uh, bread slicer. The bread slicer. Oh that my god! I, I rewinded that scene to watch it like three times yeah like uh, my, my wife was like doing something on her phone and not paying much attention i was like hold on you gotta see this like <laughs> yeah that was brutal i was like dude what i didn't even know that was a, i didn't even know what kind of machine that was i was like what why is this here like that doesn't mean <laughs> like a machine that anybody needs at a super what the fuck i thought it was like a meat grinder or something is what i thought it was i didn't know mm -hmm. it was a blood slicer and i was like what the fuck? Like I rewound it a couple of times and it reminded as I'm rewinding it, I'm I was thinking about that scene from the office when they when they showed 
uh that thread level midnight and it's like by far the most expensive shot in, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like by far the most expensive shot in the movie uh but yeah i'm telling you those death scenes were great uh i dug the whole um i i like that movie a lot i gotta be honest with you I, it went from like a cheesy like stereotypical movie into like oh this is a something a little bit different um uh i like the blind casting that they did it's not and th- this is a thing that i was talking to david about like so when dina first gets on the scene like in the movie and then her brother is who her brother i don't remember her brother's name but uh so the brother gets on and i was thrown back i was like i was like wait is dina black and i'm like oh they're gonna show the parents and it's gonna be like a mixed uh couple or something and then they didn't show the parents and then they were like oh so this is the like it literally took all of like five seconds of me to think of ask the question and be like okay i guess this is where we're going like it was just one of those things where i just wrote it off and i called it the hamilton effect i was like it's fine it doesn't matter who cares let's just keep rolling but i love the casting i love the i love the um, the nostalgia and the throwback of the technologies from the Walkman to like uh, the stores yeah. in the mall, there was a Gadzooks yeah. in the mall. Like that was what that because that's a store that I that I definitely remember going to. So yeah, like uh, the way that they did a lot of that stuff was really good. But yeah, like the, just the store, like th- like some of the stuff in like the food court and stuff like that was really great. Yeah, I I, I love that. If we were to look back on uh, the the childhood of you know our, our childhood in, in the 90s it's not really that neon soaked you know um it, it, were, were were the drinks that's more like, that's more like 80s that's like late 80s. yeah um but all all the black light and the stores having like you know black light sections in the back and stuff like that i remember stores at, like that at, in the mall. At, at like a spencer's or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah um but the bono remembers that last week you're <laughs> <laughs> still like that right now hey um yeah i but but for me i don't know like it, it managed to tap into uh this <clears throat> nostalgic 90s like it, it's it's weird to think of the 90s as like period now Right, like right. You, like you make a period piece in uh, uh, like the seventies, like Boogie Nights or something like that, right? And and even as a kid, I was like, yeah, well, you know, that's it's a period piece, right? Or a Vietnam movie is a period piece, and now we're looking at the nineties as it's a period piece, and uh, and even though this isn't you know about the the, the historicity of it in any way, um, it's it's kind of weird to like feel nostalgic looking back on it and. Um, it's kind of weird because like as, as a teacher, right. And I teach, you know, high school, um, like my students are looking at like my childhood years. They're like, Oh, must've been so cool, man. What, what were the nineties? Like, well, right. And I mean, like, like you, you, you make the boogie nights comparison. That movie came out in 97, 98 and it was based in the seventies. So this seeing something in the nineties now is actually further back than boogie nights was supposed to take place when boogie nights came out. Yeah. Yeah, and um, one of the things that I think each each movie did really well, um, but but this one be, because of when it takes place, uh, really kind of spoke to me was uh, the soundtrack. I've been waiting. I knew it was coming, man. That soundtrack Every, was so oh so man. Good. Every single track, I I turned to to my wife. She saw all of them with me. Uh, I, I turned to her after like maybe the third or fourth song, and I'm like, they're gonna start to run out of hits about yeah. like 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 you know 30 or 40 minutes from now if they keep this pace up and they never did 
Yeah, because I mean, what they they started with closer. Then when they 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 had a machine head by Bush when they walked into the school just in the first one. Yeah. Um, and what was funny was uh, when at one point they started playing Creep by Radiohead. I think it was towards the end of the first one. I looked at my wife and I was like, as soon as I saw, as soon as I realized that what they were doing with the music here, I've been I've been sitting on the spot waiting for Creep to play. Like yeah. I knew it was going to be in here at some point, just based on when this movie is taking place. And, but they 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 kept that energy into the second one too. Where we yep. got uh, we got Cherry Bomb and we got Moon Age Daydream mm-hmm. and uh, and when we got a, a Captain and Tennille and and stuff like that we got some really great stuff. The soundtrack was spectacular. And then what was great was then when they went back to six, 1666, they didn't fuck around and be like, oh okay, well now you know here we're we're gonna do that weird thing where we play like modern music and an old thing and but like we disguise it as a bunch of lutes and so they were like, no, we're gonna play period like score type music yeah and so they they kept that energy even when going back you know 360 years uh and so that the the soundtrack was one of my absolute favorite things um i also really loved each of these movies was so much a, a love letter to the to the slasher subgenre in itself, but mm-hmm. each one also paid specific tribute to the movies that were coming out when this movie was filmed. Uh, down yeah. to uh, in, in the first one, so the first one's ninety four. And so, you know, outside of just the soundtrack, this movie had the pacing and the build of a scream and uh, the the killer skull mask. Yeah, okay, Ghostface, right? So you're right there. You go back, um, and then so I remember on night two when I was watching, uh, seven, when I was watching 1976, I was like, man, this one's a lot slower at the beginning. And then I was like, oh my god, that's because it's paced like a Halloween or a Friday the Thirteenth. And then when the shit hits the fan, the shit's you gonna got hit a the sack fan. Head, you got a yes. sack head, and then with you an get axe. yes, uh, and you get a sack head and an axe, and it's paced exactly like a Halloween or a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It, it's so so many little things that they did in these. And then when you go back to, to 1666, um, the, the scoring and the, the, the shooting and, and the, the angles and the things that they did were all very reminiscent of something you would watch in, you know, like a witch uh, or, or a movie that's specifically about that time period. So each one did so much to make you aware of the fact that the creative team who was making these movies very much loves what they were doing. And if you, so when you come from a background of really liking these things, there were so many fun little things that you could pick out or just feelings that you got because you're just like, Oh my God, no, I, yeah, like I said, it was, you know, the knife that, the, the the axe you know like i said yeah that's a scream that's that's friday the 13th like they just they nailed that stuff so perfectly lee janiak the, the 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 woman who directed the the trilogy she wasn't originally going to direct all of them she was going to direct one and three and then uh, at some point the director of part two dropped out and she was like i want to take over the whole thing uh she she said that it was it was a real challenge to make these movies feel uh, unique and distinct, uh, you know, to the the time period that they're taking place in, but also making them feel connected, which I think she does well, not just narratively, but um, it, it feels like a modern take on a slasher, um, incorporating, you know, some of those tropes, uh, pacing, things like that. Um, you know, you mentioned the the slower pace, the build up in 
the uh, in, in the second part, 1978, 1666, for me, you mentioned The Witch. Um, it has that sort of atmospheric horror yeah. that, that, that we see in a lot of these movies today that are throwing back and, 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 and taking place in older times, right? Uh, the, the witch does come to mind, right? Um, uh, and, and that's, um, who was that? Eggers, right? Yes. Uh, you know, it, his, his sort of like slow and deliberate, you know, almost annoying pace is it gets under your skin. And that's something that she did quite well in in that third one where the 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 pacing becomes part of it too that first one is so frantic so chaotic in in the best way possible right um and the characters are aware of horror and and you know uh, they're, they're kind of taking all of the stuff that that we know and it's almost like if we are in a horror movie right no one behaves stupidly in yeah. that you know, there's there's no like, you know, oh, I'm just going to, you know, hide in a bathroom stall and, you know, wait for someone to come save me. There's nothing like that. You know, no, we're we're going to we're going to Scooby do this. We're going to figure out what's going on and uh, and and we're and, and we're going to solve this shit. Right. Yeah. Like, like my favorite bits of all time is uh, Pablo Francisco's bit about horror movies. And he's like, he's like, hey, you guys, what's going on? Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to go in here and take a shower. (laughs) I'm going to get naked now and blast the music real loud. And then she starts doing that shit, you know, whatever. (laughs) It made me laugh. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, the the narrative element of that was the, the little brother. Right. He yep. was he was the, the the Jamie Kennedy from Scream character. He's the guy who knows what's going on because this is what his oh, life has been devoted to. That's weird. <laughs> oh, is, is, is Jamie Kennedy yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, damn shame. Um but uh he's not but really he's he, the smartest he, guys in the world either. <laughs> 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 It's kind of like life imitating art at this point. Uh. <laughs> but he's he's that uh, he is that that narrative element that that makes that make sense. It's not yeah. just like a, a, like all of the high school kids. You know, they they just they were able to just know all of this. The the introduction of him and and his use of chat rooms and stuff like that. And that this is just this is this this is what his life's about. You know, it's it's a guy who who finally gets his moment, right? It's like all those people who like who watch way too many zombie movies and then just have like an armory in their basement. They're like one fucking day, but uh, the you know the, <laughs> so many guys that are waiting for that fucking day. There are so many guys that are like one day I will use my samurai sword on these. And like, yeah, everybody makes fun of me now for having swords. Yeah. The zombie apocalypse happened. <laughs> There are people that I honestly believe are praying for the fucking for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, they could use their fucking crossbow and they could like, uh so fucking. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 this little brother, you know, he he got his moment in the sun, and it was it was a productive narrative element to to tell that part of the story. Um, one of the things that was really great about the fact that this was always approached as a trilogy. I, I, am, I am so sorry. I. <laughs> I knocked over my camera getting my samurai sword. (laughs) 
Yeah, but the difference is you're not you're not actively wishing for a zombie apocalypse. Oh no! Yeah, like that, that's what I mean. It's fine. Like I, I don't I I don't begrudge anybody for having any kind of collectible and clean weapons, but there are people that you know that there are people that are actively waiting for a zombie apocalypse or a reason to use my crossbow. Like I need. Right. Yeah, if it happens, I got to go Shaun of the Dead on it. I got like little league bats and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got those people in my family, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of, one of the things I really liked about the fact that this was approached as a trilogy, and it was always this idea that, that we're going to tell the whole story, was that there was never an exorbitant amount of exposition. It was just kind of like, yeah, shit is going to... We're not going to stop the whole movie just to explain what's happening. Uh, shit's just going to constantly be happening, and you've got to put together the pieces, but you only got to wait two weeks before all the pieces are there for you to put together. So outside of the one time of the brother very quickly showing some pictures of Ruby Lane and, and the milkman killer and all of that, there was never this like pause of let me, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you about what happened. You know, that just, there was never that, but except for the fact that, you know, the second movie was kind of that, but it it was, they, it, it was, that was part of what made the, the pacing of it so good was that they were like, well, we've got five hours to explain this. Oh, and they threw you off with the whole part two. I guess we're going to talk about part two now. I guess it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of viewing it all Uh, as one thing. But they threw you off, man, when they talked about C. Berman, right? Yeah. And And she was Ziggy the whole time and her sister was Cindy. Yeah. I, I, I had a feeling, um, that, Ziggy was C. Berman. Oh, I, I ruined it for Cindy. myself. I ruined it for myself because she looks so, the actress looks so familiar. And of course, it's because I've watched fucking uh, Community. Yeah. But I didn't put two and two together. I'm like, man, I, I couldn't remember where she where she was from. In fact, there was a part of me that thought that she was, um, uh, uh, who did I think it was? Uh, not Jamie Lee Curtis. There was, there, I was like, is that, did they get fucking like a big name actress? I'm like, who the, are you fucking kidding me? So I looked it up on IMDb because I couldn't place her. And on IMDb, it says Ziggy slash C. Christine. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Cause uh, Although it says, it says uh, Ziggy, it says, um, it says C. Berman slash adult Ziggy is what it's uh, called. Like, ah. But I was like already, I was maybe 10 minutes away from, from, from getting there anyway. But uh, either way, it was ruined for me. It was, I well, see, I, I, to me, I, I thought, okay, well, Ziggy is probably C. Berman, but they both have to die. Because it was it oh, was yeah, stated we, it was stated yeah, we, earlier yeah, that yeah, yeah, you know yeah. her heart had stopped yeah, and yeah. and that's what you know they they kind of thought would get the the killers to to stop coming after after Sam so so I was like okay well either way they're both gonna die so yeah. it kind of it kind it kind of doesn't really matter who is but Ziggy we, you in trouble girl. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I kept I kept waiting for a moment in the second one. I kept waiting for Cindy to like cut her hand and bleed on the bones or something to try to distract. Because I was like, well, she's C. Berman and she her sister's the one who's blood on the bones at this point. So because she had said that she said she bled on the bones, you know, you don't get to decide when it ends. So I kept waiting for that moment because I was like, she can't be C. Berman. She's Ziggy. And then, well, you know, she she was also C. Berman. So what do I know? <laughs> She had one of those parents that named all their kids with the fucking same letter. My my mom's yeah. parents are that. They have my my mom, her sister, and her brother are not only have the same. They also have the same middle initial. Hmm. 
So their initials are all the same. Well, we're before my mom got married. Like, fuck you, credit bureau. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I yeah, I you're you're kind of right about the um, the idea that part two is is virtually all exposition uh, because it is it is all backstory. Uh, you know, it's it's giving us this idea that there is like this whole underground uh, cavern under Sunnyside. It helps put, you know, some context to this, this Sunnyside uh, or, or rather Sunnyvale and, and shady side, um, you know, I be honest, that's going there, on. there was such a, there was a, I know why they did it. Right. But the naming of these towns. <laughs> so on the fucking nose, like, come on. Like you guys aren't even fucking trying. It's like, it's like uh um what you call it in the, the the mineral in in Avatar was it unobtainium unobtainium it <laughs> it's like are you what the fuck this was clearly a placeholder in the fucking script and you guys yeah. just did it well like, you're, you're talking about a guy who wrote a book called Night of the Living Dummy I mean yeah, let's like not Shadyville and Sunnytown like what the fuck <laughs> come on man I, I mean it's, it's it's like it was like I, it's, I, it's still better than Terror Tower. A night in terror tower. <laughs> I guess. But Unobtainium to me is still the most ridiculous name. And that, that's a major yeah. Hollywood studio film. That's like the most expensive movie at the time ever made. And they're going to call their shit Unobtainium. Like, eh? you, know, you, you know what that is? That's James Cameron saying, is anyone going to give a fuck? Yeah, James, all of us. We're all mocking you now. You and your millions. Uh, <laughs> well... Yeah, yes and no. I will say uh, unobtainium is a real word used by the science community. Um, he, he didn't just completely make up the word unobtainium like where th- that is like an actual term. So as much as and don't get me wrong, it's ridiculous. And it did seem way too on the nose for, for that movie. But James Cameron did not make up the term unobtainium. I don't think that's accurate. Scientists, scientists, scientists. I promise you, I will. I, I would. I, I need to see where, how, in context, how they use unobtainium prior to this movie. Uh, that's like uh, I thought. I thought adamantium was fucking super clever when I was a kid. I thought that right. was like oh, adamantium. That fucking adamant. Something's hard. Adamantium. Ah, it fucking makes sense. That was clever. I thought but unobtainium. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> literally you can obtain easily it's not a real thing but it's like a term used oh god i don't know exactly what it's used for but i know it's a real term but it's not an actual element uh i enjoyed part two i enjoyed each one like i said better than the the, the previous I, one uh, part two what what really i said was my favorite although i i don't think it's the the best objectively the best is i i think you know, 1666. There's, there's something. Oh, that's all fucking good. That movie's all good. But here's, the, here's what I will say. All right. So because, uh, and this is gonna go back to my uh, Wonder Woman '84 uh, comparison. I was watching because I was watching uh, the movies with all the lights on and shit, and the fucking shades open and all that stuff. There, uh, that movie, this series of movies, uh, is in particular, they're very dark films. Mm-hmm. And it took me into like 20 minutes into part three because part three is super dark because it takes place in 1666 and there's no fucking electricity. And it's super dark, not in tone, not just in tone. Let me rephrase that, but in actual lighting. And it took me up until 20 minutes into 1666 for me to be like, maybe I should change the fucking setting on my TV. <laughs> I can actually see what the fuck is happening. Because all of part two, I didn't fuck. I was like, what? Like, what? Well, 
it was mostly outside. Yeah, and know, they were turning the and, and they were turning and doing this and that. And, and I and I was like, I don't I I feel like there's a glare on my shit. So I, I do want to rewatch it part two with with uh different lighting on the TV. Um, but I it, this is one of those cases where me being me being such a wuss backfired on the quality of the watching because I was yeah. like, oh god, maybe I think what- one Maybe I should have watched it with with three flashlights pointing at every direction of me. Like, I don't know if that was, is that not the way I was supposed to watch the horror movie? There, uh, there was a time when horror movies, and in particular slashers, didn't really depend on darkness and like things popping out at you. Uh, like if you watch um, nah, something, man, that jump scare has always been a part of it. That's got to be a thing, dude. You well, gotta- yeah, yeah. I mean, jump scares have always been a part of horror. Like going back to like Nosferatu. But what I'm trying to say is that if you go back and you watch something like my bloody Valentine, if you watch something like, like the prowler, uh, there's, there's, there's lots of slashers that don't necessarily rely on darkness. Ones that take place in broad daylight. Um, uh, I mean, hell the majority of sleepaway camp, is in broad daylight. The kills are typically done in broad daylight. So uh, you don't need to have that darkness there. Does it add an element to uh, to the atmosphere? Yeah, absolutely it does. I, I think it adds it when you're, t- when you're talking about suspense. Because if you're looking at just all out murder, all out like just slasher... But I think when you're when you're adding an element of suspense, I think darkness absolutely helps. Uh, you know what I mean? If you watch uh, the Belko experiment, which is not suspenseful, it, all it is is fucking killing and gory yeah. and gore. Then you don't need suspense. But I think for suspense, uh, not that you need it. I'm sure there are. I can't think of any right now movies that are suspenseful and not super dark. But I definitely think it helps out. I did. I think it's a. It's it's definitely a thing. Uh, especially, I, I'm just. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't. That's not. Again, if you're just going for the gore, I mean that's one <laughs> thing. But I don't. Uh, I I don't disagree. You know, there there are examples of you know I think you know like strong suspenseful thrillers that are not dark. You know, like Rosemary's Baby comes to mind. But um, still haven't watched it. Still have not watched it. Um, I think that's coming up next. I do believe so. Yeah. Oh. So um, so so stay tuned. But um, the, I, I mean everything about that second one to me just um on like my own sort of personal level those 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 uh like mid to late 70s and early 80s slashers are you know probably my favorite horror movies everything yes, from everything from Texas Chainsaw Massacre um through to um I don't know maybe like House 2 in like 85 you know um or 86 whatever that is and that's not really a slasher you know but um well, one thing I one thing I really liked about um, two <clears throat> was that uh, because of the fact that it was taking place at this camp and a lot of the victims were kids, they were very careful about the way that they did that, and they never actually and none of the gory deaths in these movies were shown happening 
two kids. We would see the aftermath of it in 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 the second in the second one when he goes in and he and he chops up all the kids that are in like the prison and capture the flag. We see him walk into the building. We hear the thwacks and then we just see like the bloody aftermath. In 1666 when the the church, the meeting house is full of all oh, the man. kids who have had their oh. eyes cut out. Oh. But you but while you saw them that I was like, "Wait, are they are they dead?" Like I was still asking if they're dead and shit. I was I did the same thing. I was like, are these the kids whose eyes he cut out? And then there's a pile of eyes. And I was like, okay, okay, there's the eyes. Uh, are they alive? Or yeah. <laughs> but um, they, they make it, man. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was, it was really well done in that aspect, right? Like that's you know, like for all the things that you watch that, that could have made this become a bridge too far, watching a an eight year old actually take an axe to the head. Might have been that Might moment been too much. Yeah. yeah. And so so you were you were made very aware of the fact that this is awful and that he's killing children, but they didn't make us watch that. Now you're you were over 18. Yeah, we're going to watch the axe hit your head and you're going to you're going to love it. But uh, so that because with that first time when he was getting ready to kill those kids and they just it's like an external shot. And you just see him walk into that building. I was like, OK, I, I really appreciate that choice to not just make me watch this guy with an axe massacre a bunch of children. Well, there there was. um a little bit of like pushback from the horror community when Halloween 2018 came out because Michael Myers goes up to a crib, looks at a baby, like cocks his head and then walks away. He doesn't kill the thing. And um, I have no desire to see a, a baby be murdered on screen, you know? Um, and, and I, I think that that's a line that most filmmakers know you just don't cross, you know, uh, even, even if the child is going to be murdered, let that murder happen off screen. Right. Uh, let someone find out, um, you know, off screen, uh, or even if they find out on screen and, and, but you know, it, you, you don't see it happen as the audience. Oh, same thing with dogs. Oh, don't do that, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, since, since we're moving on to, you know, the, the eyes and, and, and the dogs, let's, let's go into, into part three. You know, we've, we've talked about the, you know, the, the, the chapel scene, the, the dog in the well, I mean, that oh. really got to me. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck I had to call Dave to be like, who the fuck is, who's, who's, who's in the well? This <laughs> lighting is shit. Who's in the well? I can't, I can't see a goddamn thing. Who's in the well? It, it explains so much now because I'm like, dude, it's just it's very clearly a fucking yeah, dog. Yeah, it's just yeah. a dog. Like yeah. it's 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 Mary Boy. He was like, yeah. Mary Boy's the dog. That's not her brother. Yeah, I thought Mary Boy was the, was the brother, and he was like, like, what kind of fucked up name is Mary Boy for a human? I was like, I think Mary Boy's fucked up name for a dog. To be honest with you. I told him, could you imagine going through life being named Mary Boy? Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Not after that well drop. Yeah. Um, one one thing that one thing that was really great about um, 1666 that they didn't do in the other movies was, you know, there's there's always the trope of, and they they explored it in the second one, but it didn't really affect them that much of the the teenagers who are just you know drunk and high and stuff like that, and and they 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 joke about it with the teenagers that are taking the pills, just random pills they found in the second one, and they turn out to be aspirin. Um, but in the <laughs> in the third 
one, they uh they do they do the really cool scene where they take a bunch of like the the berries, the berries that they get yeah. from from the widow, and they do that really cool like everything's all blurry and a bunch of kids partying scene. And I thought that it was cool that that wasn't something that they didn't overdo. So they, and then when they chose to do it in that third one, it played more into the elements of it. It made more sense in that movie than that scene. Uh, a similar scene would have made at the camp or something like that. So yeah. we're just not going to talk about the titties that we just saw. We're not going to talk about the titties that we saw in the camp scene. We're not going to talk about that shit. We're just going to move on. All right. That's cool. That's cool. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We, 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 we have a whole uh, section called uh, blood and boobs, Neri. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were just going uh, part by part of the movie, but all right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, part three was my favorite. Movie. It was my favorite. Like it's, it fucking brought it all home. It did everything it was supposed to do. That movie was so fucking good. Uh, I, I am not one. Um, I'm not one to a over examine a movie while I'm watching it. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to actively quote unquote, figure it out. I'm just taking, I'm, I always just go along for the ride. I'll just give, just, I'll take whatever the director's giving me like, okay, this is what the director wants me to see. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not going into a movie to quote, try to figure shit out. Uh, and, and so I was very, very surprised. Um, uh, happily surprised one that Sarah's not a witch. Yeah. Uh, that how that whole thing happened. And two, who the quote unquote bad guy was. Yes. Uh, I, I was again, because I don't, I, and I'm not one of these guys. I was like, Oh, I saw it all the way. Like shut the fuck. All right, whatever. I'm not one of those guys actively trying to figure shit out. And I'm not one of those guys that's going to say, I figured it out before I actually did figure it out. So I was happy. I found out, I found out when the director wanted me to find out and I was super fucking happy with it. I'm like, Oh, this is great, man. That's fucking on. But I, I loved all that. That's that, line that sarah gives the fucking uh the dude he's like i will i will follow oh, you that's forever. so good it's you know that my, my favorite line from three was actually when she uh breaks into the church after they've been accused of being witches and she's there with uh with her girlfriend and she says um and, and she says i'm not afraid of the devil i'm afraid yes. of the neighbor who would hunt yes. me down the mother who would let her daughter be accused if they want let a witch her, i'll let, give them a witch let her daughter be hung let her yeah let her daughter be hung uh, if they want a witch i'll give them a witch like that that i that moment like i went back and listened to her say it again because that was so so much perfectly delivered yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Like, it, I feel like she was the only one. She was in 1666, but she had the mind of, like, 2016 when she was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This bull Fuck you. This is bullshit. Like, she was that doing that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I said. That's what I said. I was like, man, I was like, they're really uh, making this about, like, a woman fighting back against an incel. Like, yeah. that's where we're going now. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. That's I see you, though. Yeah, that's well, that, why I said "quote unquote" the villain because you know who the real villain is. Yeah. That that was um, something that uh, that Lee Jankiel said um, that she saw these horror movies and slashers in particular, where so often like the the black guy or the gay guy or the promiscuous guy, you know, uh, or girl, you know, for all of those were the first ones to be killed off. And she wanted to give these characters the ability to play out the story. 
how how are you going to do in in this uh, in this horror movie it's not always going to be you know uh, the the stereotypical final girl at the end of the movie you know was, what I, I thought that was great that was a, and and, and <clears throat> they did it in part two especially where they were like um nobody is good and everybody has flaws uh, and not to say that nobody was good but nobody was perfect yeah like even though even c berman who we thought was like who even when you know she's super clean and she's like and i'm going to college and i'm like she has that like oh she's the good girl she's the goody two-shoes no nah, man she was a fucked up friend she fucking ratted out she snitched she was a snitch and she ratted out her fucking friends and she turned her back because she's trying to be a sunny a sunny chick Sunnyville, whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> and she's trying, you know what I mean? She turned it back and and uh you know, when she when she tells her story, I thought it was great. I thought it was it was a good yeah. use of that. But going back to 1666, man, I thought I, I man, I really enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed the way it all came together, man. Um I, to to go back to what you were saying about like not putting it together until the director wanted you to. Um I I I, I didn't either, you know. Uh, it wasn't until she goes back for the book and the book's not there that I start thinking, oh, it, it does does Good have the book? It was when she went and back to Good's house after the book. Not immediately being after. Went, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's him. It's, yeah, oh, I, it's I didn't him. Even, I didn't even realize it then. I realized that when she was going through the tunnels and I'm like, why are there tunnels at, at, at his house? And I'm like, no, what? Which, like, and like, even then it wasn't like, oh, shit. It was like, oh, that's weird that the tunnels are connected. And then when he, when uh, she grabbed, when she saw the book and he went and stabbed her, I was like, oh, what the like it was that kind of shit. Like I, 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 I mean, again, I wasn't looking for it. I was just like along for yeah. the ride. I, I, I but I very I, much I, enjoyed that. I, I, I was too. That. But I, I think that um, the way that those shots were cut together of her not seeing the book, falling on the floor, seeing uh, what is it with the widow Mary, right? And then, yeah. and then, and then getting up and running, and then the very next thing you see is his house. I'm um, like. Oh, she's running right into danger. It was it, there. There was something about the way it was edited. Something about Sarah, the, the you the in danger, music. girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then how how casual he was, you know. And and even even Nick, we had been led to believe in in the first two movies. Now Nick hadn't been perfect in the first movie, right? We right. already knew that he had framed uh, Martin. The guy who worked maintenance at the at the mall, right? Uh, but there was this sense of like he believes in Sarah Fear, he believes in the curse and all that because well, he, yeah, he contacts he contacts C Berman, yeah, you know, right, and yeah. and then and then we see him actually be good in the second one, like caring and all of that. And and it starts to make sense. It's like, Oh shit. He didn't know about anything at yeah. that age. It wasn't until he was older that he found yeah. out. Do you think that the sheriff is related to Johnny? Johnny B. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that there's a branch somewhere in the family tree there. They show you that family tree at the end. Tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw Johnny B. Yeah, yeah, you you have to zoom in. Um, you you have to have one of those sixteen K TVs. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, personally, like I said, uh, part two is my favorite. But 
as far as story um, and and actual like you know the the craft of filmmaking, I I think this is the best. Part three. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question. All right. So uh, I I at the very end of part three, I had a screaming baby in my arm. Mm-hmm. There was a fight between Good and and and, and Dina. Yes. And did Dina just make him touch the pile of fucking goo? Yeah, like yeah, she stuck his hand on the on the the, the goo that, right. that was there and it made and it like then he started having those visions like the girl with the pixie cut did in uh in the second one when she touched mm-hmm. it and he could see everybody who had been killed um the uh by the curse. So like had he never touched that shit before? Like cause he lives right no. above it. So he had never touched that shit before. Like he had never No, remember man. the the ritual was to like go down into where, where the like the, the big engraving was in the floor where the stones are right. all around. And then he would he would read the book and he would name someone from Shady Side and they would be killed, and then whatever it was that he wanted to happen would happen. His brother being mayor, him being sheriff, whatever. Right. It was. So, but so yeah. So he never touched it till then. So it's one of those things where I think I like you can. I, I would assume that the 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 logic of the good family is that they could distance themselves from it because while they were causing it to happen, they weren't the ones who were actually doing the murdering, right? Mm-hmm. And so if if you've grown up and this is just the way that your family does it, you know that that uh, the feeling I got from that was that was the first time where he ever had to be face to face with all of these things at one time. Uh-huh. That's what it looked like to me, and I was like, "What? All right, whatever." Uh, I thought when she put his hand in the goop, I thought it was gonna start sucking him in, and I thought that he was like, she was gonna be able to kill him before he was like overtaken by the fucking goop thing. They don't really they explain do. what the goop is. They right? don't. No, it beats like it's, a heart. Um, yeah, it's like like you know, it beats like a heart, and then it spawns off other things. Well, right. Remember, the whole thing is it's a it's like a a deal with the devil. Right. So it could be like some sort of like portal to hell. Um, you know, it could be, uh, you know, hell goop. I don't know. Yeah, let's go with hell goop. I, I like hell goop. That makes like sense. Goop. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I enjoyed I uh, Oh, man. When that scene when they uh, we'll talk about that in the blood and boobs. Uh, uh, well, that's that's yeah. that's up next unless. Um, no, uh, I say let's get to it. Okay, so so blood and boobs. Um, th- this is something that we didn't do before, but I want to start doing. Um, gore and and sex are at the the core of of what makes um, slashers in particular. So anytime we do a slasher, I want to do this. Um, that's what makes these movies sell is 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 sex and violence, right? So how did we think the sex and violence was done in in these movies we can look at it as a as a whole we don't have to go one you know one-on-one well i kind of talked about the death scenes in part one right i thought was great i I, that had the best death scenes yeah whereas two then had the best sex because it was the only one really with sex right i mean you actually Uh, you you had actual boobs and you actually had that chick just getting absolutely railed on that desk yeah lesbian i think that's the best uh sex scene is the one in part oh, three. I, don't yeah. I don't think it's the best but you said that there was none to each his own but yeah, yeah. That, that's that's right that that sex scene in part two is um that's pretty good there was two sex scenes in part two. yeah 
There was the hippie chick. There was the hippie chick with the uh, with the Sunny Valer, and she's the one that I was googling who the fuck that chick is. I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I found out, oh, don't Ziggy, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh damn it. Um, yeah, yeah. There was two sex scenes. Uh, one, even though that one, the hippie chick, you don't really, you don't really get to see boob. You get to see like a little bit of side boob and shit like that. Which is yeah. again, I'm not trying to sound like a perv. Like, oh, it's fucking sick. Uh, I'm just, you know, stating a fact that you don't really get to see boob. Um, but the the kills are great in part one. I, I gotta be honest with you, man. My favorite, my favorite scene, and it's the most crew. I thought it was the most creative fucking scene, is when they put that blood. In the in the fucking in the super soakers and then yeah. they were all the all the killers with their blood and they started killing each other. Yeah, that that I killer battle that was, royale. That was so fucking creative. I was, was like, oh, was three, no? yeah, part yeah. Three, part yeah. I thought that was a good scene, and it wasn't until like a second later. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Good job, guys. And then they were like, yeah, that's all you're gonna bring. They're coming back, and I'm like, oh, that's right, they come back. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then you uh, had forgotten, even though they mentioned it earlier, you had forgotten that Ruby Lane wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, no, I, I I was keeping my eye out for that. At that point, I was like, no, no, Ruby, where the fucking Ruby? Keep your eyes off this crazy bitch right here. <laughs> <laughs> guys, so, guys. Ruby, Ruby's really fucked up. You got, you got to keep your eyes on Ruby. Uh, yeah, boobs and gore wise, uh, just boobs wise. Um, and and we're just talking sex appeal here. Uh, like Ruby Lane can get it right. Like we can, <laughs> yeah. can get um, with the blade, man. So I'm fucking <laughs> down. I'm like, eh, whatever. She's into kicking. Like, um, it wasn't a death, but the like. Uh, Probably, probably the, the the death that made me wince was the bread slice. So we talked about that earlier. But probably the the deepest down in my gut feeling that I got from a gory moment was um, when uh, uh, Solomon Good and Sarah Fear are fighting yes. in the caves underneath, and in we find hand. out how her hand actually yes. got separated, yes. and he slits her wrist and then slams it on the rock, and she rips her own hand off while gotcha. trying to get away. Like, that that one got me, like, deep down. Yeah. Like, that one made me hurt a little bit. Like, that yeah. was that that was the one. And like I said, didn't result in a death, but that gory moment was one where I was like, okay, this is fun and, and new. Well, yeah. you know, it's funny because I, I was equating it the whole time I was watching 1666. I was equating, like, because, you know, it starts off with her blood in her hands and it turns out to be pig's blood. But uh, the whole time I, I was equating it to Hot Tub Time Machine, we're like, you know, she loses a hand. It's just a matter <laughs> of how the fuck it happens. And every time I was like, uh, is this, uh, this going to be the moment? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And when it finally happened, I was like, oh, there's the hand. There's the fucking hand. This is, this is how it happened. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's it's not really fucking doable, not really believable, because you know she fucking snaps her. Bo- she would have to like not only rip skin, but like fucking tear the bone because he and just tapped her. Yeah, yeah. 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 but uh, James Franco showed how hard that would actually be. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's he. That's also the name of his uh, his class that he will give his students. How hard can it, can it actually be? Uh, anyway, because you get it right, because he was a fucking pig. Um, anyway, so he he um that 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 scene got me too. I was I was very, but I was very happy to see it. I was like, oh, there it is, fucking the hands come. Yeah, off. it was. It was, well, it was, uh, it was like I said, that was definitely the one, you know, the, there were a couple of axes to the head that were, that were pretty brutal. Um, you know, what, what was that interesting? Chick got three axes to the fucking face. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. the face. And we saw each one and I was like, oh my God. It was like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I also think face she, uh, the face. she got, uh, 
her leg had already been broken, right? And oh, I'm not talking about her. I'm not talking about her. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the the chick that had. He's not just talking about sex. pixie cut. He's talking about the yeah. chick that oh, just had sex. Yeah, the dude from yeah, Sunnyvale. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. he got three axes to the fucking face, bro. And I was like, oh. And then they show, like, like when they were like, oh, what did you do? Like, what, what the fuck? What did I do? Like, this is, oh, I was fucking. That whole scene was great. That whole thing, yeah, man, yeah. Part two had good boobs in uh and uh and violence. What was it boobs and death? Boobs there was and uh boobs and blood. Yeah, the the decapitation in the bathroom, and then the body falling on her broken leg. That one made me. Yes, made me I was like, oh, with oh, the dude I've that never, looked like I've, Rocky from Mask. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't it put my finger like on Rocky. it. Oh, that guy, that he, guy. He was. He was in. Uh, he was in Halloween 2018. And the guy that was helping yeah. them go off the porto potty, and he got fucking completely decapitated. I was like, oh man, that's fucking. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, that guy. Um. It, I, I gotta mention it again. The the bread slicer scene. I, I think I think there's there's very few um deaths. She was a smoke show too, bro. Oh that, bro. that uh, girl was a smoke show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean we're well, talking about moves and blood and then uh, Um my my uh yeah, Dina for me is the one who did it for me. Bottom of the fucking list, of my man. Really? <laughs> She's the bottom of the list for me. She's the last name that the witches that the witch says at the bottom. She's all the way at the bottom. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, I, I think there's there's so few deaths in horror movies that are truly uh, like memorable in in like how. Uh, like people talk about them as like you know oh yeah like this one like uh like the shotgun to the face in maniac is one of those you know you see the head explode um uh getting the, sleep, the sleeping bag to the tree that one fucking shook me when i was a kid I, yes. I was like oh shit yeah, yeah. um bag, just zipped her up uh day of the dead when uh, when the when, when when the guy gets his head ri- like ripped off and his screaming like the pitch gets higher and higher as as his as his head gets pulled yeah. off his body that's that's a great one you know i i think that the bread slicer is one of those it's uh, yeah, you know, like like the like the scissors down the throat in Halloween two. You're you in know. time now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Glenn in um, uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, by the way, not about boobs and blood, but I was today years old at the time of this recording when I found out that the up, up, down, down cold worked for more than just Contra. Today, fucking years old. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, that's it's why it's the Konami, Konami code. When the, the contra code. When, when the kid, I it was always the contra code in my house, bro. It's the contra code. Oh. When that kid goes super contra, blah blah, teenage mutant ninja, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, shit. I, I stopped watching the fucking movie so that I can Google how many games is the what games does the Konami code work for uh, work on. And it fucking works on so many Batman Returns. I'm like, you can I could have had extra lives on Batman <laughs> Returns. I, I hate, like, oh, bro, brutal, brutal. So many. I, I was today years old. I'm sorry. Nothing to do with bubs, uh, or blood or booze, but fuck. I, I love. No, but it's, it's, a, it's a way for us to, like, really become engrossed in the time period that these movies take place in. Yeah, I, I legitimately was like, I got to remember to talk about this on a podcast because I. 
Like, and then when we started recording, I was like, "Can I record?" I'm like, "No, no, not yet." No, not yet. Not yet. Fucking it, I can. I was mind boggled by how many, how many. I think it's a total of like 86 games or something I saw online or some crazy shit. I was like, "What the?" You can do it on, uh, like on your Google Home screen too, and it'll make something happen. Like on just the Google screen, if you type in the Konami code, there's an Easter egg to it. Uh, so anyways, yeah, but uh, uh, boobs and blood. I, I thought it was good, man. I thought it was a good, good mix of uh, it wasn't overly explicit, it wasn't like no. crazy, it wasn't like you know what I mean, but it it, it, was, it, it, it delivers. It, it there delivers, we go, it delivers just enough. And, sex. and it doesn't show you, I like the fact that they don't show you every kill on screen, yeah. Uh, only I say that to say that they it, it doesn't become you don't become like, oh, okay, it's another, you know what I mean, like when you start right. seeing like it's. Uh, I don't like when they overuse any one kind of technique. Like when they overuse, like the grudge had this overuse of they don't show you anything. It's like the moment, like, ah, and it, yep. it cuts to black. And then you find out later, the next scene, you find out three people died in the elevator or whatever. And I remember they did that for every fucking kill. And it got to like the fourth kill where I was like, oh, they're not showing a shit. Oh fuck these people! Like I got that. <laughs> I, I like, why am I scared? I was, like, I, I was asking myself, I was like, "Why am I scared? What am I scared of? They just cut to black." Oh fuck this! I'm out. Uh, and um, but uh, so I don't like when they overuse any one technique. And and showing violently brutal murders is also a technique. And if they don't show every single one, the ones that they do show hit that much harder. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, absence makes the the heart grow fonder. You know, uh, and and I think that, it, it, oh, like like you say, you know, it, it, there has to be a variety, even yeah. in, in in the kinds of deaths. You know, um, uh, the the sackhead guy. You know, uh, Tommy. He was he was using a an axe for for the majority of of that movie. He was you know the only killer in that movie, as opposed to to the other ones where where we had all of the killers. And yet, even with his kills, there was variety. Yo, you know. and that terrifying little kid with the mask in the club. Oh, yes. <laughs> we never actually even saw him kill anybody, but no, God, he was freaky. He's the he's the creepiest one. Well, the milkman's really creepy. Yeah. I, they, they did a good job of making them all creepy, like in their own way, too. You know, like yeah. uh, the, the one quick question. Why have a gun if you're only going to have three bullets? Can I, can I just ask that? Quick, just three bullets. That's all she had in that gun. Three fucking bullets. Well, she, he, the, she wasted the, two on the fucking guy on the with the mask. But hadn't hadn't Nick already fired some of the bullets, and that's why they were they the were same loved? gun. She dropped that gun like that, that, that. We're talking about the gun used in part one is not the same. The gun used in part one was a revolver, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and the one used in part three was not a revolver. I don't know where she got that gun. Ah. I'm not questioning where she got that gun because I'm not that guy that's like, wait a minute, we never saw her have a gun. It's a, fucking, <laughs> it's a well, gun it, in the 90s with no gun laws. I, it's fine. I believe she had a fucking gun. I just ball. figured she got it because there were two cops in the mall. I figured store. she got it from one of them. Oh, oh that that's good make, too. That does make sense. I was just, I never, I never stopped to think, I never stopped to care because I was like, she's a survivor of a fucking mass murder. I believe she owns a gun. I'm fine with the fucking thought. You don't have to show me the scene of her going to the gun shop and buying a gun. You know, I'm fine. I don't need that overexposition. But you're right. It does and make sense. The, the two cops in the uh, in the in the mall. It does make the sense. police officers did discharge their their firearms right when they were first being yeah. attacked. Oh, I didn't okay. know. I didn't know. Yeah. So that, at least that makes Nick sense did. That. I don't know if the other guy who got stabbed from behind had a chance to, but I know Nick did because I remember when she ran out of bullets, thinking, "Oh, she must have Good's gun, and that's why she's low on bullets." Yeah, hmm. but uh, yeah, 
Three. That's it. Yeah. I thought that was so, and that kid took him like a champ too. Like a couple a couple of those killers have been at least slowed down by some bullets. That kid took three shots to the forehead and just like stared. But Nothing. it was a mask. It was a mask. <laughs> like a helmet. She shot too high. She shot too she, center mask, baby. Center mask. <laughs> uh, that was great. <sighs> All right. So so cl- closing uh closing comments, your final thoughts. Um, or do you recommend review, right? this? The review, what, how many? What, what was it that we were gonna give? Uh, well, and um, out of fi- uh, a possible five severed witch hands, how many severed witch hands do you give the trilogy as a whole? Oh, I, I give it a five, I give it five severed witch hands. I give the trilogy as a whole five, I give each individual movie five. I really enjoyed this whole fucking thing, I really enjoyed. This I I'm gonna go back and watch part two with better clarity, with better lighting. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed all three of these movies. I I really did. Uh, I I would say if I'm gonna be a harsh critic, I would give part one of, but even like I want to give part one a four. But then that fucking bread maker, that bread slicer scene comes up, and you go, yeah, you can't that shit. Okay. I mean, come on, dude. It's so good. Like I I I really enjoyed this this franchise and and each one of these movies. I enjoyed. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go four. Just just uh, I, I I I'm I'm no director or writer or anything. I, there were there were a couple things that maybe here and there I felt like I was left hanging. That is that is in no way taking anything away from it. I I thoroughly enjoyed the trilogy as a whole. Um. Uh. But I don't want to just quite come out of the gate with the five necessarily. There were uh, a couple of things, and it may have just been you know because of the you know, the actors that were you know maybe inexperienced or just you know this was something new for them. Uh, There were a couple of times when I feel like it didn't fire on all cylinders, um, but I it's taken absolutely nothing away from it. But I am going to go four. I do believe there was a little bit of room for growth there. All right, Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four point five severed witch hands for this. Um, I think like a witch hand like this. He's giving he's giving it that witch hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's giving two, it the chalker witch hand. Two, witch hand shot. two in the pink, one in the stink. Um oh, that's weird. I usually go to the other way. All right, never mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Do you um so yeah, I kind of similarly to the bonus, I, I don't think that they were um perfect. Uh, there, there were times where I thought, uh, Hey, let me pick up my phone. Uh, you know, where, uh, the pacing had slowed down a bit. Um, interestingly, the, the third one, which is the one that is slowest paced is the one that I like never once was like, Oh, you know what? Let me, let, let, let me check and see what's going on in the Olympics, you know? Um, but I, um, I I love the way that they they cut three movies or three three movies together to make one story. Um, like I said at the beginning, I hope that this becomes the norm for um, for some of these um, these new uh, like movie series that are coming out. You know, instead of trying to just string us along and do 
you know, endless number of sequels like a, like a Friday the 13th or, or a Nightmare on Elm Street. And this is coming from a huge Friday the 13th fan. Uh, I love all of them. Yes, even part five, you know, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it the Dream Throne? Say that again. The Dream Throne. Uh, five? Yeah. Five, five is the one where it's not really Jason. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking about a Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah, five is, a, is Corey. Uh, right? Four. Four is, four. Four is Corey. Uh, that, that one's incredible. <laughs> that that one's incredible um yeah so i i just i think you know it i don't know that it did um anything new uh with the exception of making a trilogy uh like deciding to make a trilogy ahead of time i don't know that it really did anything new um which is why i can't give it like like a five you know um I'm- but but what what it what it did do it did fantastically. I, I'm new to the whole horror thing. I, I, I'm obviously not ex- as experienced as you guys, but is that a thing? Is that a trope where, um, where the supernatural being turns out to not be the supernatural being? Like, I, I, I mean, I had it in my head that Sarah was a witch. So the whole time I'm, I'm watching 1666, I'm thinking this is where she turns to witchcraft. Or this is how it, it, when she picked up the book and she said the fucking thing, I thought to myself, oh, that's that she inadvertently there. Right? There are twists, you know, a really famous twists as to who the killer is. Um, you know, it, you saw one in Friday the 13th, you know, where we're all the led mom? to believe that, that it's Jason and it ends up being Mrs. Voorhees, uh, you know, maybe the most famous of all time, you know, um, uh, to me, to it, me it, what I mean psycho. to me to me what I mean is that is the that the the supernaturalness of it like she's gonna be a witch like we when we watch part one we know that there's something supernatural right we see these killers get blown up and then come back so there's we already buy into the fact that supernatural exists we are no longer we the audience are no longer to believe or even allowed to believe that this is all in their head and that the devil's not real or the right. witch is real like we're not allowed to believe that right see these things blow up and they come back to pieces to get and come back um with that said is there any time or any other horror movie where we know know that there is a supernatural being out there but it's just not the supernatural being that we thought there was going to be because the whole time we're expecting a witch because we're like, we're fucking right. seeing a witch we're seeing right. the flashbacks and the fucking nosebleeds and all that shit. we're seeing a witch but it's not a witch like that threw me the fuck off. The fact that she was not a witch was maybe more was maybe at least as big of a shocker to me. At least as big, maybe bigger than Sheriff Good being the being the villain. I mean, there, uh, there's like I said, there's twist endings and there's twists to who the bad guy actually is. But right. as far as it being supernatural, uh, I, not one comes to mind. But I, I, that that yeah. that really got, I was really impressed with that. I was like, sure, she's I, not a witch. I I do really like that twist and this whole idea of these kids going on on a journey to to. Uh, not just discover that, but to make it known. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, something that uh, that the director said was that she wanted to be able to discuss on film how um, you know the the winner gets to write history, uh, but sometimes we get to go back and rewrite it the way that it happened. 
Right. Well, Coco did and, that too, but yeah, I get what she's doing. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, yeah, Coco, Coco definitely did that. Right. Um, you know, and and it's something that I think in in the last uh, in the last decade, um, uh, longer than that, but definitely in the last decade, there's been this this push to 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 really look at history as it happened and not as we've learned it. And um, and I think that this this movie does it in a very powerful way. You know, you're looking at Shady Side, and and they are the you know the bad ones, right? They're they're the ones that are love down that they on just embraced and, it though. And their high school mascots, the Shady Side witches. They're like, no, fuck, yeah. this is who we are. This is what we're about. <laughs> um, so I, I I I like that. You know, I I, I really do. Um, no point, like what. PTA meeting allowed that. Like I don't understand what the fuck is happening. Like, hey, you know that really super dark thing that's like kind. Of, yeah, I know it's where our town comes from. Like, we I try not to discuss it much. Over. You know how that. You know how there's a constant serial killer every ten to twelve years. <laughs> we should fucking go with that. That would be like. I want to know the rejected names of this, mascots. There was one guy I, who was like, I thought we should be the Knights, but I mean, yeah. fuck me, right? I mean, <laughs> there was going to be the Shadyville, uh, uh, Shadyville serial killers. There was going to be the Shadyville stabbers. There was going to be the Shadyville. Fucking- one, one, one guy just thought we should just draw a big ass bloody knife. Yeah. Like, like, no, no, no. What about the witch? Finally, a fucking a doable idea. Like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah imagine celebrating a massacre with a mascot you know yeah. like I, I don't know like you know redskins uh, <laughs> 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 oh boy there's so many stupid people in this country all right so um thank you so very much for watching if you've watched if you're only listening to this uh you can catch us uh live not this time you missed it but on the next time uh, where we are going to uh, Daniel, you have chosen Rosemary's baby is my, is, is my choice for the next one. All right. Rosemary's baby. I'm already starting to, to look things up and see what we're going to talk about for, for what the actual fuck. So, so thanks. Wait, wait, real quick. I wanted uh, to the, if you're listening to the audio version of this, as most people do listen to the audio version of this, know that we go, we're going live on Facebook from our Facebook page, our YouTube page. Uh, you could go back. If you're listening to this episode, you could go back and watch us on video if you want to off of the face Facebook page um, and, and the YouTube page. So make sure you guys check that out. It's backslash shiver pod. Everything is backslash shiver pod. So it's youtube.com slash Shiverpod. Uh, same thing goes for Facebook.com slash Shiverpod. So make sure you guys go back and check out the video if you want to go back and check out the video. For next time around, if you want, if you're listening to this version of the audio version, next time around, if you watch us live, you can comment. Now today was a like uh, it, it wasn't spare of the moment, but we didn't do m- massive promotion, so there wasn't a lot of people watching in. But when you comment on the video, we'll put the the comments on the screen, and you'll be part of the discussion as well. So that's something to look forward to. So make sure you go to uh, Facebook or or YouTube slash ShiverPod. And you can also just head to uh, ShiverPod.com, which will direct you to our Geek Bro site right now, um, where a lot of this stuff will be uh, corrugated. Yeah. And speaking of Geek Bro, make sure you listen to our other Geek Bro podcasts. Uh, we've got Woo Bro. Uh, we've got uh, Better Let Me Tell You. Uh, uh, Mount Geekmore, which mm-hmm. all three of us are also on. Right. Um, 
Uh, what, what else am I missing, Neri? Uh, the Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez, uh, A Dose of Ellie, uh, and um, Mike, um, uh, Mike Mercadal, myself, and Missy are coming up with another podcast soon. And if you're listening to this, by the time you're listening to this audio version, not right now live, but at uh, the time you're listening to the recording, Seasons, a TV podcast is finally up. So I'm so happy. Uh, it only it's took four it's years. truly the Duke Nukem. It's of so the funny. podcast world at this point. <laughs> uh, but oh, so go to, go to Seasons TV Pod on everything on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's uh, um, Seasons TV Pod. Make sure you check that out. All right. So, uh, on behalf of all of us here at Shiver Pod, fright you very much. <laughs>